Hello, my magical friends. My name's Ayumi. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And you're listening to Sparkle Side Chats with Magical Girl Ayu. Whether this is your first or 114th time listening, we welcome you to our space to celebrate magical girls from every corner of the world. It's Creator Week, so let's jump right into today's topic. Sometimes it's really challenging to like catch up with what's out there because there are so many, just so many more comics than I have time to read. (laughs) And so sometimes I have to like start to read a little bit. And then once I've confirmed a creator is cool enough to be on the podcast, just kidding, you're still cool even if you can't be on the podcast, then I start to binge. And some are a lot easier to binge than others. And this might be one of them. But that's not a negative thing. It means it's incredibly fun and easy to read. And so for the same reason, I would actually highly recommend that uh, if you have not checked out Emo Princess Warrior yet, that you go ahead and do so. As of this week, it's at 115 episodes over on Webtoon. So it might seem like quite a lot, but each one is basically about, you know, a page or two of comic two to three pages at max, you know, so it is pretty easy to get through all things considered, and there are some delightful characters and some little bonuses here and there that you can enjoy. So, of course, as we get into things like uh, spoilers for such a series, I do want to recommend that if you want to read it and check it out, but maybe don't have time to read the entirety of over 100 episodes of a webtoon, as a halfway point or a spoiler point, episode 55. So, You can read, read, read up to there, then come back to the podcast and listen to our conversation with Kiki, the delightful creator of this comic, and then finish and then come back, you know, to finish off the episode because it is just really worth reading all the way through before you listen because we do get into spoilery stuff, but we do have a spoiler point as with many other stories. So You can keep that in mind as you start to listen to today's episode. It's just such a cute little thing. And um, of course, the animation that we talk about is also linked in the show notes. So you can watch that as well. If you don't have time for much else, you can at least watch that little intro and then come into the podcast. But seriously, like with every single story that we highlight on the show that's out there to read, I... I'm sharing this story because I enjoyed reading it, and I think that you will enjoy it as well. There are some dark parts of this series, so please keep that in mind. In particular, there are um, conversations around death and like the trauma of death. Otherwise, you know, I think that whatever happens in the story is pretty standard for any other series with a little bit of darkness. It's mostly a fun comedic time and with lots of great action and adorable characters. So yeah, I definitely can't wait to see how the story continues on. And I hope you enjoy this chat with Kiki Callahan, the creator of Emo Princess Warrior. Emo Princess Warrior, just an ordinary girl, travels to the princess realm and has to save her classmate Stella, fighting with a magic wand. Learning 
so okay we're here to talk about emo princess warrior and i'm very excited to get to know the creator can you please introduce yourself hi my name is kiki my pronouns are she her and i draw a comic called emo princess warrior yeah um it's very cute very fun um it's it was a delightful read but before we get into your story what is your history with magical girls yeah, I just really loved the magical girl genre. I never really watched anime when I was young, so at first I was more exposed to Western interpretations of magical girls. Um, when I was in middle school, I started watching My Little Pony, and I got really into it. <laughs> it was kind of like an obsession. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, in high school, I was watching stuff like Steven Universe, Bee and Puppy Cat, Star Versus, uh, She-Ra, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, my senior year of high school, I started watching Sailor Moon. Um, That was really the first anime that I ever watched, and I was just so smitten by it. It was so good. Still one of my favorite shows ever. Hmm. Yeah, and then after that, I started watching more anime. And then another Magical Girl one that I became really obsessed with was Revolutionary Girl Utena. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and to be honest, I haven't seen too many uh, Magical Girl anime, which is like pretty sad for me. (laughs) There's so many I want to (laughs) watch. I just need to find the time. Sure, sure. But... Yeah, I just love the magical girl genre because it focuses a lot on, you know, female characters and female relationships, you know, usually made by girls, for girls. And I just really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So are there any other magical girl series that like you really want to watch whenever you get the time? Like anything that like sticks out to you? Yeah, I've been wanting to watch uh, Madoka and mm. Tokyo Mew Mew. That's also on my list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think those mm-hmm. are those are next up on my list to watch. Sounds good. Yeah. Great. So yeah, I definitely can see the the influence of, you know, these different series and also the Western ones you mentioned. But to get into your story, just for uh, anyone listening who hasn't gotten to read it yet, what is your story about? Uh, so basically, my story is about this emo high school girl named Elle, who turns into a magical princess by accident. And then she travels into this magical princess lands and goes on an adventure to save her classmate. Hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's really interesting because it kind of jumps right into the kind of middle of a conflict because we have these princesses of which she is now one of them. And then there's also these wind spirits. And so it's like very clear there's some sort of heated dispute here. Even now, we still don't know exactly the origin of this fight right. or anything, but yeah (laughs) you will find out (laughs) exciting yes Uh, I I can't wait to find out what the reason is because we've been seeing throughout the series basically both sides of it where we see how the wind spirits are dealing with it and it's very clear for them that their princesses are the enemy like they feel thwarted for some reason and then you know meanwhile the princesses are like oh yeah they're just like evil so we have to defeat them so there's just a lot of like stuff that's very unclear at the moment but uh, in any case Elle is just thrust right in the middle of everything because and it's very interesting like the so the girl that she like I guess has the most conflict with at her high school is actually this uh, sparkle princess and when she's kidnapped is when Elle ends up becoming like the replacement more or less right. <laughs> it's very curious because like there's still a lot that we don't uh, I guess know like we understand now that You know, there's our world and this like princess world. And so these girls who are these like princesses, because they're they're also two others, um, they basically have like two lives and 
I don't know how they get any sleep, but <laughs> the conflict is very interesting. And it's like, again, just like getting right into the middle of everything. So there's still a lot of questions to be to be answered, but it's been very exciting to see like how things change for everyone. And then also just, um, I guess, how this affects Elle in particular, especially after like the first conflict ends and she thinks that she's actually killed one of you know, the wind spirits. So yeah, that's kind of an interesting, um, I guess, tone shift. Cause I mean, <laughs> Elle's very fun. Like you said, she's very uh, emo. Um, by the way, I know I'm rambling, but please feel free to cut in any time because this is your story. Like being an emo kid, like it's very relatable. I'm very happy to know that there are still emo kids out there because I remember when emo was a thing when I was in high school. It was a very fresh new thing. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, like there's a certain idea of like what it means to be emo or or goth or what have you. And we don't really know a lot about her personality at first but then it's like once everything gets really serious it's like oh, okay yeah she's like really going through a lot and I don't know we still don't know a lot about like her you know home life or anything like that like her life in the the quote-unquote real world because we've just mm-hmm. mostly seen the the battles here but it does feel like we're you know getting a lot of stuff happening and like hopefully we'll be able to learn more about like why they're happening which is one of the fun things about magical girls. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, for sure. I know there's there's just so many unknowns right now. It's kind of frustrating that I can only, you know, draw so much per week because I'm like, I want to mm-hmm. just keep on producing more and more and <laughs> get the story completed. Yeah. So uh, getting into that, how did you get started with developing the story? Right. So the main character, Elle, I think she'd been living in like my subconscious for a really long time. Like, I was going through some really old school papers last year that I, that I had saved for some reason. And I found a drawing of this girl who was basically wearing Elle's exact outfit. And it was from like middle school. And I was so shocked that I'd drawn that way back then. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Throughout the years, I would just like doodle a bunch of variations of this emo slash goth looking chick. And then um, it was my senior year of high school. I think it was in math class <laughs> uh, that I made my first real doodle of Elle. And then she had her hair covering one eye. And then I was curious about how she would look with a hair pinned back. And I was like, oh, it kind of looks like she's in like a dressing room getting ready for something. And then my mind was suddenly like, oh, she's a princess. She's changing into a princess dress. And that was kind of like <laughs> how the concept of the story was born. Hmm. I liked the story. So I doodled a little bit more, um, came up with some more character designs. And then I had really wanted to make a graphic novel or a comic of some sort. But, you know, it's a really daunting task. And I was just afraid mm. to start for a long time because I thought I needed to write out a whole story and plan everything. And I thought I would just never finish a project like that. But I'd really wanted to make something like it. So I just thought, okay, I'll just start and not worry about any of the other stuff. You know, just start drawing. It'll be like a practice round. <laughs> um, and so I chose my princess story for that. So yeah, I, I just started the comic with, you know, just some character designs and a few vague plot points. And I'm just kind of making everything up on the go. And then later on, <laughs> You know, I fleshed out the plot a bit more and wrote everything down. But yeah, this just basically started as, you know, just like a practice comic just because I wanted to create something. Um, So I'm really actually like surprised and proud of myself for like how it's grown, how it's developed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that even if you would have gone through the process of like, you know, like some people do to write the entire story before you even draw a single picture, 
things are sure to change, uh, you know, in yeah, like sure. the time. Yeah. But yeah, it's very interesting. And it's obviously it's, you know, doing pretty well over on um, Webtoon. Has anything changed because of your uh, audience reaction or anything like that? Um, I think I'm sticking pretty closely to the original plot that I had planned out. But I think the comments do influence me a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah, I just see people's reactions to it, what they think and like what they want. And I do incorporate some of that into the next week's episode or something like that. Mm hmm. I see. So uh, I guess between like drawing a page and um, actually posting it, um, how long does that usually take? Like what, I guess, what is that process like? I draw them in like comic pages because originally when I started the comic, I didn't even know about Webtoon. So I just formatted mm -hmm. it like a comic book. And then once I started posting on Webtoon, I post like two pages each week for an update because it makes it a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. I usually like spread it out over four days, usually like Thursday to Sunday. I just do like half a page each day. Hmm. And then, yeah, that's pretty much my process. Wow, that's pretty uh, pretty fast. <laughs> um, very impressive. <laughs> yeah, I watched a video one time about um, like manga creators and they do like, you know, 17 plus pages a week. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> like, yeah. if they can do that, I could do two pages a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they do have a very different, very tight schedule. For sure. for sure. I think the other thing is like, well, for one thing, that's like their actual job. So they get paid for it and, and, and all that. But <laughs> right. it's pretty incredible the, the kind of pressure that they have to go through. And, uh, you know, it obviously also depends in that industry on whether they're doing a monthly series or a weekly series. But in any case, like, especially for those who are doing the weekly comics, it's like I could not possibly have that kind of energy. So they must yeah, really they love what they're doing. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and I know you've had to take little breaks here and there. And I love the little like intermission stuff that you do as well. <laughs> Those are really cute. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much like every time finals come up for me um, in school, I have to take a break. Sure. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes the week is too busy and I can't make it. But I try to make a little something to post each week because mm. I don't want a week to go by where there's just complete silence on my end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think that's probably part of why the series has been able to be so successful. It's like, you know, people can actually depend on, you know, being able to check every week a new episode or what have you. So, yeah. <laughs> so what would you say are the main influences for Emo Princess Warrior? So my main influence, especially at the start, was definitely Sailor Moon. Because I started creating it, like, right when I was binging Sailor Moon. So mm -hmm. I think just the whole magical girl concept school girl transforming into a magical girl was from sailor moon as well as the character designs for the princesses just to make them more like girly frilly add more bows stuff like that <laughs> and yeah i think i've drawn inspiration from pretty much every cartoon that i admire hmm. and then a big influence that came a bit later was i think about a year into making my comic i started watching my hero academia and then i started reading the manga afterwards hmm. and the manga was just such a big influence to me about um like creating dynamic panels and drawing like the action scenes because mm -hmm. yeah if you notice at the start uh all my panels were just like uniform little squares hmm. and then I started yeah reading the My Hero Academia manga and the panels are just so dynamic so that inspired me to try to you know switch it up a bit more to make it a bit more interesting hmm. interesting yeah that makes sense but yeah, I guess 
I'm curious about like where the idea of having like two worlds came from. Oh. Our world and then like the the princess world. <laughs> right. I'm honestly not sure where I got that idea from. <laughs> um, yeah, in terms mm-hmm. of like the time differences between the worlds. Um, yeah, I have I have friends from like all over the world and we're constantly dealing with, you know, the time differences, the time zones can mm. be kind of frustrating. So yeah, that was an inspiration for like how time works differently in both of the worlds. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> hmm. And I guess I'm also really curious about like, how much I guess we're going to find out about the lives of these girls before Elle came into the picture because it's very clear like a lot has happened and there are hints here and there of like characters that used to be involved with the princesses and aren't anymore for one reason or another that we you know I mean we still don't know the reason but um (laughs) yeah right yeah so the other characters like bunny mr squeaks um they're gonna come back (laughs) later okay yeah we'll get to learn more about you know the past and everything so yeah it's it's gonna happen at some point just yeah gotta have some patience I guess Mm -hmm, because yeah as I said it feels like the story is progressing so slowly because I can only draw like two pages a week (laughs) but Uh yeah you know one day we'll get there (laughs) sure sure you're turning out the pages so that's you know really impressive and it's really easy to binge but like it's also fun to just kind of like take it slow (laughs) but yeah I think I I have so many questions about what's going to happen and I'm sure there's a lot that you can't tell me because of spoilers but yeah I I think it's really uh, so far very uh very exciting and interesting and yeah they're just like all these little hints and things here and there that just make me like very excited for like oh what's going to happen next what what are these characters going through uh, what happened before? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I also wanted to ask because um, there is, you know, one of the pages you did was a Q&A and you also in that had mentioned a lot of your inspirations, but you name dropped something I had never heard about before. So I want to ask you about um, Lego elves. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, Lego elves. It's like a series on Netflix that I watched. Mm-hmm. I think... It must be based off Lego elf toys. Sure. Yeah, I don't I don't exactly know <laughs> what it's based off of. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just kind of like a classic Western magical girl um, show. Mm. Yeah, it's like this, this girl. Actually, you know what? That might have been one of the influences for the princess realm. Ah. Because the, the main character goes into this like fairyland and then she meets a cast of different fairies they each have like their own different element that they control like fire water wind stuff like that and then Mm. yeah they go on this adventure uh i forget what they're trying to do (laughs) it's been a while since i've seen it but (laughs) sure yeah i really liked it i just Mm. like binged the whole thing in like a week so (laughs) i would recommend Mm. yeah i mean i i looked it up after and i was like oh that this looks cool like the art style is really nice and the characters look really interesting. So yeah, yeah I might have to check it out. <laughs> yeah. It's always fun to like find out there's still still stuff out there that even I have not heard of yet. <laughs> Though I guess I'm not really paying attention much to what Lego is up to. So that might be why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that would make sense if that's also the reason for the other world and stuff. Who would you say is the target audience for Emo Princess Warrior? 
You know, I think the main target audience is myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I just started drawing this comic for myself to learn and grow. And I think if I just lost all of my followers tomorrow, I'd still keep drawing it because it's just something that I love to do. Mm. But um, yeah, I guess my second answer would be, um, <laughs> I was thinking Emo Princess would have kind of a similar target audience as like all of my influences, which is kind of like a, a broad range. Emo Princess is mostly for girls, but like age range, I guess, you know, all the way from tweens or younger to young adults or older adults. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> the heart of the story is just kind of simple and silly and cute. Hmm. So I think anyone can enjoy that. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's pretty, um, it's pretty cute. It's pretty funny. It does feel like it's getting a little serious. I will talk about the more recent events in a, in a bit. Um, I don't want to spoil anyone quite yet, but <laughs> I think it's right. very interesting. <laughs> a lot of creators, their first answer is that the story is for themselves. So I find that to oh. be, oh. yeah, very fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so actually let's jump into the the kind of really fun spoilery stuff then in that case. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, you know, throughout this story, we've seen like we have, you know, the wind spirits. They had kidnapped um, Stella, who was the, the sparkle princess before, and she is still technically transformed in her sparkle princess form but can't do any magic because she doesn't have her wand which is what Elle right. picks up to become the sparkle princess like the new one or i guess <laughs> so she's been kind of roaming the land because she managed to escape and it's in episode 55 that she gets her hand on something called a shard and we don't know anything about what the shard is but it's very clear that when she uses it like she's starting to go very dark and you know, meanwhile, they all have no idea where she is. And so they're just trying to, you know, find her and, and all of that. Well, Ella's not as enthusiastic about it because she doesn't like Stella. But but still, you know, it's still like she she understands it like she's in trouble or whatever. Right. Yeah. Rosa and Melody are more more involved in that. But yeah. And then the wind spirits. Um, actually, I should check this right before. How do you pronounce their names? <laughs> Oh, the wind sprites? Yeah. Um, Essen and Thora. Essen and yeah. Thora. Okay, thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Essen and Thora, you know, they are also likewise, like, they're very fun characters. And it's very fun, like, to see their side of things. There are sometimes, like, whole pages that are just from their perspective. And so they're just as right. lovable as our princesses. But, um, yeah, they at one point also get their hands on some shards. And for Thor, it's out of, like, revenge because she thinks that she was killed um, by Elle. So like, she's like out for revenge and stuff. And it turns out that, you know, she's also fine and also has her own shard. So like, we can see from them first that like, oh yeah, this like gives you like a lot of power and it's very dangerous. So then we cut back to Stella in more recent pages and she is um, gone fully dark and has also taken the other two shards from Essen and Thora which means that like now she's also gotten her friends involved and she's back in the real world and everything. So yeah, it looks really intense and very, uh, very scary. <laughs> so it's very interesting to, to try to figure out what's going to happen next. So I guess I'm very curious about like, I guess that plot point and also just the idea, I guess from your experience of like the kind of dark magical girl, if that makes sense. Yeah, so the three, like, anti-princesses, <laughs> as I kind of called them, mm -hmm. 
yeah, they were kind of a, an original concept from the start. Hmm. Yeah, just kind of like the exact opposite of the Music Princess, Flower Princess, and Sparkle Princess. Mm-hmm. They were, yeah, darkness, decay, and silence. Hmm. So, yeah, they kind of just, you know, threatened to destroy the whole princess realm. And, yeah, I mean, I think the dark magic part in, like, all the magical girl media that I've seen, there's always, you know, dark versus light, good versus evil kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I drew inspiration from that. Yeah, just kind of to have like the antithesis of what the princesses are. Mm-hmm. So there's this, you know, conflict and the stakes are kind of high. Get some action and adventure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So yeah, I really, I thought it was really fun. You know, like you said, it's a very kind of classic thing to have the the magical girl going dark and all of that. I'm very curious because like we only see for literally like just the shortest time at the beginning of the story, the actual relationship between Elle and Stella. But I'm really curious as to like how it is from her perspective, because it seems like maybe Stella doesn't like Elle and seems to be kind of mean to her. But, you know, at the same time, it seems just like with the conflict between the the wind sprites and the princesses it's like oh maybe there's more to this than we actually realize mm-hmm. but yeah so I'm really curious about that yeah I think uh for most of the conflicts in the story thus far it's it's kind of just built on miscommunication like yeah the princesses and the wind sprites are fighting and you don't know why at this point but yeah there's like zero communication between them they're just kind of like polarized on opposite sides Mm. and same with kind of Elle and Stella um it's just kind of like you know popular girl and then kind of outcast girl they just kind of don't like each other that much just because you know they're on opposite sides of the social circle Mm -hmm. yeah so I think that was one of kind of the main themes of this comic is just conflict born out of miscommunications Mm -hmm. yeah I mean there is there's more backstory to the sprites and the princesses but yeah, for Elle and Stella, I do wish I'd kind of shown a bit more of the normal high school life before just jumping into the princess action <laughs> stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess what I was trying to convey is just the dichotomy between, you know, popular girl and girl who feels like an outcast kind of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, you have like your little um, kind of intermission type of scenes and stuff like showing all the girls acting normally together in like non-princess form. So I think that like we can still kind of get an idea for how they would interact together and stuff where it might not all be actually like so bad, but it might be like, you know, just in Elle's mind or something, which is like totally normal and natural for a high school student, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think I was drawing a lot on my experiences in high school or like just in school in general. Mm hmm. I'd always be like, oh, I, I can't be friends with this person because like, I don't know, just because of the social aspect or something like that. Mm. Where when like, if I really made an effort and like tried to understand someone else, then we could have been friends probably. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's true for like a lot of people when they're in high school. And then like, by the time they're in college, it's like, oh, actually, I can just be friends with anyone I want. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's up to you who you want to be friends with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I guess I'm curious because, especially since um, you have teased a little bit about this in some of your Q&A stuff, but um, I'm curious about like where the story is going and then also 
when we're going to see Elle's own unique magical form, because you did tease at one point that that is coming, you know, eventually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So all the shards are kind of like connected, mm-hmm. as are the, the two characters that Stella meets in the swamp. So they're all kind of leading up to something bigger. Hmm. Yeah. And then Elle's outfit is going to come after the battle that we're currently seeing. Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I wonder, I'm just wondering what I, should, <laughs> what I should say. But yeah, Stella does get rescued at one point and she gets her wand back. And then, you know, Elle needs a way to visit the princesses, you know? So she's going to get her own, I don't know, magical item. Okay. And that'll, yeah, that will uh, come with her own magical outfit. <laughs> fun, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious, are we going to see more backstory about like how the other princesses became the princesses or anything like that? Or like, I guess, more answers as to how the conflict started in the first place? Yeah, so we'll definitely get more answers about how the whole conflict started in the first place. It's all kind of connected to the, the bigger conflict that's coming. And then I do hope to show more backstory about the two other princesses at some point. I still need to figure out how to like incorporate that into the story in a natural way. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that is something that I want to show. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Great. Uh, Oh, I did want to ask about the animation that you did for Emo Princess Warrior, because that was also very cute. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I know. I'd said like, I don't know, a year and a half ago (laughs) that I was working on um, like an animated pilot episode. And I still have that in the works. It's just coming very, very slowly. But yeah, I did manage to finish the theme song, which was sung by my lovely sister. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, when I had created the story, I was kind of imagining it as like a cartoon show. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, oh, I can animate. So why don't I just animate it myself? Um, <laughs> so yeah, my plan was to combine the first few um like webcomic episodes into a pilot episode Mm -hmm. so yeah i am still hoping to finish that someday Hmm. um i feel kind of bad for taking this long but Um, no it's totally it's you're just one person (laughs) it is so hard to animate in the first place just in terms of time so i'm sure it's gonna be amazing and you know it'll it'll be great whenever we get it But awesome. I really enjoyed the little short that you did, the theme song. And it is very, very fun, very cute. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I guess your art style in your comic does translate really well into animation. So that was really fun to watch. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess outside of Emo Princess Warrior, have you done any other work in comics? So, yeah, Emo Princess was is kind of my first um, like long term project. I've done a few just really little things since then. I did a comic about this crocodile named Kojek. And it's hmm. a true story of this guy who found a baby crocodile in Indonesia and then he kept it as a pet. And then it grew up like as the family pet. And then it had to be taken away by Animal Protective Services. <laughs> um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, and it was like so sad for everyone. Yeah, that was that was a cute little one that I did. Um, <laughs> but hmm. yeah, other than that, I haven't, I haven't done any um, any other big comics about any other stories that I have in mind. But mm. um, 
I hope to one day. I see. Yeah, after I finish Emo Princess, I'll, I'll probably want to do another one. So, <laughs> so uh, can you tell us about any of your other ideas then of what you might do after Emo Princess? Sure, yeah. Uh, let's see. I have kind of a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fun, yes. I know. I Sometimes I just draw up like a random character and I'm like, oh, I can make a whole story out of this. Yeah, so... Oh, actually, I did do a Webtoon for like the short story contest mm-hmm. on Webtoon. I drew one about this girl who wakes up in like an old English manor house mm. and she has no memories of her past. And then she has to kind of figure out like who she is and what this place is. Yeah, so that's something that I definitely want to like flesh out more because the short story contest on Webtoon, it could only be five episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of rushed it, <laughs> but yeah, I think it'd be really cool to work on that more. I've also drawn some like concept art stuff for a story about this universe where everyone has different color eyes and it corresponds with a different superpower. Oh, fun. Yeah, and so these there's like bad guys terrorizing the city and so these group of kids like band together to go confront the government about it. <laughs> hmm. So it's like a fun adventure story. But um yeah. I mean, hopefully one day I can turn those into comics as well. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Of course, t- take your time, you know, you have all the time in the world to make your stories. So, yeah, I'm enjoying Emo Princess Warriors so far. Is there anything else that we can look forward to seeing that you haven't shared yet? Um, well, yeah, so in Emo Princess, there's going to be um, a few more characters will be introduced. Um, so I think that'll be fun. There's going to be another guy character at long last. Oh, <laughs> one more. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I've had some comments about people being like, why are they all girls? And like, there's no guy characters. And I'm like, so, oh, sorry. Uh, that's, that's fine. Like, what are you talking about? There's so many shows. <laughs> there's so many, so many stories out there that are like all about guys with no female characters. So that's yeah. perfectly I'm fine. I think, opposite, you know, yeah. <laughs> balancing the world out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But that sounds good. Yeah. Is there anything you can tell us about these new characters that will come soon? Oh, actually, I've already... <laughs> the, the other guy character has already had a sneak peek in, like, one episode. Oh, when Flora okay. steals the shard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's going to come back mm. in a kind of big way. So, Ooh, exciting. yeah, I can look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, there's going to be another kind of, like, femme fatale character coming in. Mm. So, yeah. yeah yeah oh there is one thing um that i was just thinking about so this story at least so far has had basically no uh romance in it i think i'm not sure i mean (laughs) i think the argument could be made for essen and thora but i think just generally speaking it hasn't been at least explicitly stated in any way so i'm very curious about like if that was something that you did intentionally or if there's going to be romance down the line um yeah (laughs) right (laughs) I mean yeah I feel like romance in the story isn't like a big priority yeah I don't know I feel like there are just so many romance stories Mm -hmm. and yeah I don't know it's not something I'm like crazy about doing but um yeah it's for Aston and Thora I mean I do like to leave things up for interpretation but I did design them after like this one ship dynamic meme that I saw. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> it was like a chaotic plus like dumb. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's perfect. And so, yeah, I designed them after that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Yeah, they are definitely, yeah, they're very shippable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just like an inseparable pair. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Hmm, very interesting. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Great. Um, so I guess that was all my questions. So do you have anything else that you would like to share with listeners about your story? <laughs> oh, sorry, my cats just came into the room. That's okay. okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, well, I just want to say to everyone, like, thanks so much for all the support. I never imagined that yeah, so many people would be reading my comic and it just really means so much to me. Yeah, so I just want to say thank you to everyone who's read it. Hmm. Great, yeah. Um, I hope more and more people find out about it and check it out because it's really wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Great, so with that, we can uh, get down to our final question, which is, do you have a magical persona of your own? I don't really have a magical persona per se. A few months ago in March, I don't know, something like happened to me. <laughs> I just felt like so magical. It was like, I don't know, a magical state of mind. Like I just felt like really peaceful, you know, like close to God, like spiritual high, um, like nothing could bother me. Hmm. I don't know. I just, I felt like really magical. I was like, that was my magical girl phase. Um, it was kind of strange, but it's really cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, hmm. I don't, I don't really know what happened, but I hope it happens again. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. Was there anything like, in particular going on at that time that was making you like feel this way do you think I don't know you know it was springtime <laughs> I was just feeling nice my <laughs> life is going my life is going well that's good yeah <laughs> yeah okay very interesting <laughs> it's a very unique answer I, I like that <laughs> yeah great so Kiki thank you so much for coming on the podcast to talk about your story where can people find your work and how can they support you Yes, you can read my comic, Emo Princess Warrior, on Webtoon. Um, You can also find my work on Instagram at kcal.art. And then if you like, you can support me on Patreon, which is linked in both places. Uh, Yeah. Perfect. Great. Yes, so all those links will be in the show notes. Yes, thank you again for being on the podcast. And I hope you have a good rest of your day. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sparkle Side Chats with Magical Girl Ayu. Please subscribe, rate, and review if you like it. And don't forget to tell your friends about the show if you think they'd be interested. If you use social media, don't forget to use the hashtag SparkleSideChats when talking about and sharing the podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MagicalGirlAyu, spelled A-Y-U. And you can find me at Knows, A-Y-U-S-H-E-K-N-O-W-S. You can also email us at sparklesidechats at gmail.com. Let us know if there's a topic you want covered or a fan or creator you want to hear from by filling out the form in the show notes. You could also join the Discord for this podcast to talk about magical girls 24-7, often chatting directly with me and both previous and upcoming guests of the podcast. Look for the link in the show notes. Show notes can be found on your platform of choice 
or at anchor.fm slash sparkleside. If you can support the podcast financially, you can buy me a coffee at co-fee.com slash ayushinos. You can also commission me for art there or buy a print on my imprint page. With a Kofi monthly membership, you can get bonus content, announcements about episode topics, a Discord role, and your name read aloud on the podcast monthly. Another way to support us one time is by buying something off the Amazon Japan wishlist. This helps with getting more access to Magical Girl content that we can discuss in future episodes. Feel free to purchase from the used section as we are not picky here. Original podcast music is by Hazel. You can find her on Twitter at a few bruises. Thanks again for listening, and remember, you are magical.